it's time for the Raytown Roundup, where we never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Today's tall tale is sure to amuse, entertain, and lead to laughter, or at least a snicker or two. So sit back, relax, and let's get caught up on what's happening with the folks in Raytown this week. Here comes the Raytown Roundup with your author and storyteller, Dr. Pam Arlen. The weather on Christmas Day here in Raytown was surely a disappointment to some of the youngsters in our area because Christmas Day was green and warm with the afternoon high in the 60s. In fact, it was a perfect day for a walk. And many people did avail themselves of this opportunity to work off a Christmas cookie or two on that Christmas afternoon. I went for a walk that took me past two kids and a new puppy, a family playing basketball in the driveway, another family saying a very long goodbye while standing around a car, a boy playing with his new drone while dad and little sister stood inside watching. The park was full of kids playing on the playground, but there were also new bikes getting tried out and new basketballs getting broken in. In general, simple Christmas cheer abounded around Raytown. Leading up to Christmas is a big deal. In our family, the day after Thanksgiving, the decorations go up. The day after Christmas, the decorations come down. Constructing and deconstructing Christmas is a big deal. Not that we put up lots of outdoor lights like some of those crazy people on TV. No, that would be a bit showy and just a lot of work. No, our decorations are for us and strictly indoors. These decorations require an entire closet for storage when it's not Christmas. And not all decorations will be chosen to be on display each Christmas either. Only the lucky few will get their chance to be seen. So this Christmas, when we unpacked the tree and tried to set it up, something just wasn't quite right. The tree didn't seem to sit straight. And a quick check of the leveler confirmed it. The tree had a definite lean toward the right. I wrestled it, twisted its wires, rotated it, Nothing worked. We stood there and thought about the problem a minute, and then I had the solution. A copy of the book, Morphological Implications of Present Tense Third-Person Singular Verbs in Indo-Iranian of China, could totally solve the problem. This was one of the many books I've written that even my mother won't read. The book was perfect. Each copy is about a half inch thick, wrapped in plastic, even has a lot of red and green on the cover, and we have a lot of them in the basement. In my defense, professors all over the world do consult me about the book, and a few even buy it each year. However, around our house, the books seem to be more in the way than useful. Somehow, Raytowners had never been that interested in Indo-Iranian of China. So I went downstairs to the basement and retrieved a copy of this seminal work, still wrapped in plastic and shiny. 
I grabbed several copies of the book and ran back upstairs. I first stuck two copies under the offending droopy side of the tree and stood up in triumph. A quick check of the leveler confirmed that two copies had overdone it. So I removed one copy, checked the leveler, and felt satisfied. This confirmed for me that there was truly nothing that linguistics could not solve. I knew it was true in my heart, but this proved it in the natural. This was just good old empirical science at work. Mom looked skeptical, but I threw a tree skirt over the book and kept decorating. Mom moved on to putting up the wreath. The crisis had been diverted. Although a lot of time had passed from that moment to my Christmas walk, I was still basking in the glories of linguistics during my Christmas Day walk. There's nothing like a good walk through nature to make one wax eloquent on the glories of linguistics. I'm sure you understand. On the way back from the walk, I noticed that my neighbor was out in his garage, so I stopped to chat. He spends a lot of time in his garage, daily washing his wife's car, fiddling with the lawnmower, just sitting in his lawn chair sometimes. On this day, he was covered in sawdust. Apparently, he had received some new tools for Christmas and was trying them out. Michael looked triumphant. He beamed with pleasure and pride. Look what I made! Megan has been mawing me to create some storage for the garage. So I found this scrap of wood and made this storage shelf. I used my new saw and everything. He set the shelves up on the garage floor and they looked like a cross between the leaning tower of Pisa and something from the junkyard. The storage shelves had a definite lean to the right. I struggled to know what to say. Well... Um, gee, Michael, that is something indeed. This was not an auspicious beginning for a linguist, I thought. Michael said, well, maybe I'm not quite done, but the joints are tight. I've nailed them and screwed them and even glued them. And indeed, the joints did look like a bottle of Gorilla Glue was still oozing out of them, and there were nails and screws at all sorts of odd, and unique angles jutting out in many artistic directions. And despite the odd angles of the shelves in relation to the supports, a quick tug convinced me that the joints were secure. Internally, I thought, come on, you are a linguist. Surely you can think of something to say that won't kill the poor man. He's such a nice man. Linguists know so many, many words. Surely you can think of something. Then it occurred to me, I'm a linguist. Hooray! I suddenly remembered our TV stand held up by linguistics books, my book, and our Christmas tree now standing straight thanks to my book. I said to Michael, I'll be right back. I'm a linguist. I can fix this. I ran into the house grabbed three, no, five copies of the book Morphological Implications of Present Tense Third-Person Singular Verbs in Indo-Iranian of China and ran back over to Michael. I had visions of me in one of those superhero movies with the super linguist outfit on. Now that would be a good movie.
Why doesn't anyone make that movie? I'm sure it would make a lot of money. Disney could add in some really great songs with made-up words and make a fortune. I finally returned to Michael's garage and was a bit out of breath with excitement. But Michael simply looked bewildered. He did not yet see how linguistics can solve so many problems. Sadly, most Raytowners have never even heard of linguistics and its glories. I directed him, and together we set up his newly constructed storage shelves in the corner of the garage, put three copies of the seminal work Morphological Implications of Present Tense Third-Person Singular Verbs in Indo-Iranian of China under one leg and checked the leveler. It still was not level, and so we put one more book underneath that side. Level. Michael's shelf was level. Megan would be happy. Michael was happy. I was happy. We both beamed with pure Christmas joy. Michael said, I had no idea how useful linguistics could be. Indeed, few people do. But now Michael knows, like I do, that linguistics can solve so many of life's problems. Who knows what problems linguistics will solve tomorrow. Well, folks, that's it for the Raytown Roundup for now. We sure would appreciate it if you'd tell your friends and family to subscribe to the podcast. New stories will be coming out each week, and you won't want to miss them. Raytown Roundup can be enjoyed wherever podcasts are found and on the web at raytownroundup.buzzsprout.com. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you with joy, much laughter, and friendship with Jesus.